Hello and welcome back to QSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. I'm John. And we are here to share our love of John Cusack and go through his discography one film at a time. Yeah. We're watching What's Must Love Dogs. Must Love Dogs. I like how you immediately were like, what's what we watched again? Yeah, I have to check. Um <laughs> This is his first foray into romantic sci-fi. <laughs> so as you can tell, John wasn't too thrilled with it. I was okay with it. But also, I had a very... I'm going to be real. It's a shit week, y'all. Yeah. Um, if you are listening when this podcast comes out, today is the day of the apocalypse when yeah. the world and the sky turned blood orange. Yeah, for us here in the Bay Area. Area, yeah. So that was fun to wake up to and not understand why the sun wasn't rising. <laughs> there was a part, a point in this movie as I was watching it, and my mind started to wander, and I was just like, "What if today is the end of the world?" Oh, no. And I was like, "That means the ver- not only is the last movie I've seen." must love dogs but the last cusack movie i've seen is must love dogs <laughs> that's such a okay so should we just premise like or should we just start watching high fidelity before we watch the podcast movie because it's just like at some point at some point we just gotta be like yo nothing's ever gonna compare <laughs> I think we have to dangle that carrot for as long as we can because part like, I don't know, part of me is like, well, we did high fidelity. It's all downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't we can't save high fidelity till the very end because that's just cruel to us. Like that's but it keeps us going. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Whenever it comes up, it comes up, you know. Yeah, We'll 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 do it. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I you know like I I did ask John before we started recording and I did it in like a, I was like on the count of three tell me if you like this movie or not and we'll say it at the same time oh. and then <laughs> your reaction a second after I said yeah was like meh and that's I don't know that's how it felt for me for a lot of it I was just like I'm not mad at it. I'm not raving at it. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> As you can tell, we're not drinking for this movie, so you know. Yeah, uh, we'll take a break. We'll see what we choose for next week, depending. But I didn't want to possibly drink three weeks in a row uh, for the pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, other drinking—that's <laughs> a separate thing. There's just a lot of this movie where I was just like. It didn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as I called it, romantic sci-fi. I was just like, that's not real. Uh, I don't buy it. Um, okay. but, but there were definitely some moments yeah. that I enjoyed. Yeah. But I like, I just, it never, I never bought in. Like a lot of it where I, I told you, I was like, there was some, like none of the moments felt particularly funny. Like, there were a few moments where, but it's not even between the two leads. I was like, that's not particularly funny. It's not particularly cute. Um, It just, like we said, it just felt like an unfinished movie. Like, this 
the way it was presented to us just felt like a draft of the movie and they yeah. decided to shoot. No, no, no. This definitely felt and and you know I I bless the writer <laughs> right yeah. that he's you know whoever's trying to create something during the dying days of the the theatrical rom-com right because like maybe and and you did say it like it was definitely like oh this is a first draft movie and maybe Ooh, this this was a novel sorry oh it was oh no <laughs> yeah this was a novel <laughs> but, you know, like, oh if this was someone's real life i'm so sorry I'm so yeah sorry. But and it's fine. Like, we can look at it as, as the movie as it is. But it's also just, like, mm, a lot of things felt unfinished. And we definitely felt that the characters weren't fully rounded. Like, okay, so the whole premise of the movie is, like, two divorcees or divorced people, right? Mm-hmm. So you have um, Sarah, who's the main character, and then... You have John, who is the secondary character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both divorced, and they are trying to get back into the dating world. Um, Sarah, by other people, <laughs> yeah. So Sarah is 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 divorced eight months, and her entire family holds an intervention mm-hmm. to to um, make her date someone, or at least have sex with them, and then. John's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> John's character Jake is like freshly divorced. Like his best friend is also his lawyer who gave him the divorce papers, mm-hmm. and then immediately said, "I'm going to get you fucked tonight." And yeah. so, <laughs> so it's just like it's this thing of like, oh, so they're getting out of these relationships. They're trying to figure out how to date as older. And this is like what they're they're late thirties. Like it never really says how old they are. Uh, unclear. So so I'm confused about that part of like, oh, so dating in your late 30s, the world is over, right? Yeah. For this movie, especially for the women, which I was like really angry about. They kept talking about how their expiration date was coming by. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this movie has not aged well. Yeah. But and this is 2000, what you said? Five? Yeah. 15 years ago, which, you know, we can always say old, you know, like whatever time. But I also feel like at that time, like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was it was that thinking. I I just can't remember. But like now, like dude, like forty is the new twenty. Shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it's just that thing of like, oh, the expiration date. I was like, the expiration date for what though? Mm-hmm. Right, because it didn't look like she wanted kids. Yeah. And it's like okay, but even then, like you can have kids in other ways than biologically. So I was just very confused about that, and then. And yeah, it was just the whole thing, like right off the bat, where they're just like, you have to be, like, in a relationship or be with someone, and just fuck someone to be happy. Just, yeah, just to be happy and just to do it. And you're like, why? I'm like, she seems fine right now. Sure, she has a few few rotten bananas, but she seems fine. <laughs> you know, I was just like, let her live. Like, it, she's what divorced a few months, less than a year at this point. Yeah. I was like, let the lady, let 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 Ma can't grieve. Let her do what she gotta do. Well, I think also it's it's for, you know, because we've seen both of these actors do other things that were really good. Like when she was in um, her, what was that movie when she just like had the affair with the younger guy with Richard and then Richard Gere. 
I think it was just like unfaithful. Unfaithful. Yeah. Like her performance in that, yeah. you know, and then to see this as well. So it it just it goes back to like us trying trying to Diane be- Lane. I don't know if we dropped her name, but yeah, Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Um, amazing, amazing. She's great. Um, less so in this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I think it just tries to prescribe itself to be a rom com, not quite understanding rom com rules. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know. Like I feel like they had a checklist of moments that they had to do but they didn't commit to it or they weren't fan of doing it a fan of doing it so they did it just because they were supposed to like we have to have that rom-com chase we have to have some sort of meet cute we have to have some sort of this and that and then it was there but it really wasn't there i feel like um yeah i think i think this movie i don't know it didn't it didn't take itself too seriously or did it take itself too seriously for it to be a rom-com because it wasn't romantic it wasn't romantic or comedic so i think that's (laughs) the problem it's just a movie (laughs) okay 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 um Uh, yeah and you know like the the meat cute is something that you want to see immediately and I felt yeah. like he came really late in this movie. Really late. And Cusack's character, whose name's Jake. So the entire time uh, that they would say his name, Jake, and there's a point where she's yelling his name, Jake, like across the city. I'm just thinking like from State Farm the entire time. Jake from State Farm. Like, like <laughs> I can't, I can't divorce that name from that phrase now. So yeah. like every time I was like, oh, and also like, Cusack doesn't look like a Jake. A Jacob. Yeah. A Jacob I could buy. A Jake, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I imagine if he was, like, a character named Jake, he would be like, no, my name's Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Because he does that. Yeah, you know. He was so serious in this rom-com. Like, his character. Yeah, Yeah, he's a little little serious sad boy. But, like, I still, still very much Cusack. Just sad boy Cusack, which is a great Cusack. I think we just didn't get enough sad boy Cusack. Well, yeah, I think I think that's the thing is just like <laughs> I wanted him to be the main. I didn't know no bad whatever towards Diane, but I wanted Cusack to be the main character. I was more interested in in his background that they never gave, which also that was another huge problem was like we don't know anything about these characters other than these like yeah, their lives before this movie, like this movie started. Like we know their job, and we know they're uh, divorced. That's it. Yep. We don't know anything else. And and when when you say you wanted Cusack to be like the main focus of the story, we're not saying that just because we we post a podcast called Cusack to the Future. <laughs> it's just narratively we were more interested in Cusack because they gave us very little. You know, like we love say anything, and that movie's focused was on Diane Court, and Lloyd was just the hot feature. You know, like, but every time he came in, we were very interested. But Diane's story of her father, Diane Court, not Diane Lane, uh, <laughs> Diane Court's story with her father, the IRS, him swindling old people, you're like, that's interesting, you know? So it's not a problem there when Lloyd takes uh, the, the back seat. But for this, anytime. Uh, John Cusack 
or um, Jake, not from State Farm, uh, <laughs> wasn't on screen. It was less entertaining because the people she was around, I did not like. I didn't like anyone in her family until her father, who until like a third of the movie, I didn't like either. Yeah. You know, so. I think the revelations came, like this movie was an hour and a half, but it was so long because like by the time we get to the interesting parts, we don't care because they spent all this time before just having her live her it wasn't even her. It was just everyone else trying to tell her how to live her life. Mm-hmm. And it's just when they start. Okay. So it opens up like, like with her and her giant ass Irish Catholic family. Yeah. The intervention and like, again, like telling her, giving her pictures and saying, hey, if you don't want to have a relationship, at least you can fuck them. Yeah. Right. Or if you want to have an affair, there's yeah. here's these two married dudes. You could pick one. Yeah. And like it, it was just a very weird family dynamic where it was like, oh, okay. So they're all close. She's the only one whose marriage didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to figure it out. And then like I at some point I was like, how many family members does she have? They never really tell you. There's just a bunch of people that you don't know who they are in her house yeah. telling her to fuck a guy. And then and then her sister says, Hey, why don't you do online dating? And they sign up a profile for her, which they lie and use like a twenty year old picture of her. Yeah. And so it's just all of these things of like I don't I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's also like there's way too many family members that they introduce that I don't know if they're going to be talked about later or barely shown. Yeah. Like all of their partners were there and we didn't I didn't know who was married to who or who was a brother or who was a sister or whatever what and the I, standing was were for any of these relationship whether they're good or bad relationships whether yeah. they were just there because they're there yeah and it was it was also like this weird thing of like again it's just a room full of white people like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna like tell me who they are immediately i'm not gonna care about them and again it just goes back to like that idea of like was that was that netflix thing again the haunting of hill house haunting yeah that's the one right where like for the first few episodes i was still confused about who the white person was because so many white people in that just doing the same thing, kind of just being scared by ghosts. You're like, <laughs> which white, which scared white dude is this? Yeah. So I was like, okay, which, which white sister is, is this telling her to get in a relationship? Yes. And which white brother is the one having a problem with his wife? And the question, the, the answer is all of them. Yeah. And you're just like, yes. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty confused about that part. Of, mm-hmm. like, why is this family dynamic? Because I understand what they're trying to say is, like, oh, is this very close-knit, like, knit family, right? But I'm also, like, I, coming from a very closed-off Filipino family, I don't understand dynamics like that, where you tell them everything or, or are just blunt about love lives and stuff like that. And it yeah. kind of reminded me a little bit of Say Anything with Diane and her dad of, like, I can tell you anything, right? And in this movie, they literally tell each other everything. Yeah. 
like who they're fucking, how they fucked, when they didn't have a condom, they used to ran rap instead. Like it was just all kinds of weirdness. Yeah, just just uh, for that bit of comedy that didn't quite work. And like I, I don't want to keep bringing up say anything, but I'm gonna. <laughs> um, there's a lot of parallels between. There's a lot of parallels. And Lloyd's character, and you know, if you've been with us from the beginning, you know we're trying to connect a. A Cusack universe, cinematic, yeah. the CCU, the yeah. cinematic Cusack universe, <laughs> where um, the way I fit this in is this could be uh, Lloyd could be Jake. Names are irrelevant here. Yeah. Uh, he, this is him after he gets a divorce from Diane, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and in the movie, they say that uh, his ex-wife took all of his money, much like Diane's dad took all the money from the old people. <laughs> So that's a consistent character trait. But I mean, aside from that, even just narratively, the parallels between this and Say Anything are there, but not in the good way. Because we talked about how for Say Anything, there were a lot of callbacks. For this, there seemed like the writers don't remember what they wrote seven pages ago, let alone a callback from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. And another thing that I had I just remembered one of the main things we talked about for Say Anything was that each and every single character going through anything in that movie, we cared about. Yeah. Right? Like, we cared about all these people in the atmosphere of these characters. Here, no matter how much you tell me, like, at one point, um, Di- I'm gonna, I keep saying Sarah? Diane. Diane's brother was at Sarah? the house. Sarah's- Sarah. Right? Sarah. Sarah's, I was like, who's Sarah? The main character, John. And again, like, that's the thing that we've come up consistently is like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. I literally don't know names. I don't know any. I, I keep, I, halfway through the movie, I was like, what's John Cusack's name in this? Because <laughs> I don't buy him as Jake and I just, they didn't say Jake enough. So I was just like, John. <laughs> Jake all the time. <laughs> It's like we gotta drill it into you because we yeah. know. I'm just really bad with names and titles and anything that has to do with memory, I'm really bad at. <laughs> but at one point in the movie, um, before she gets really bad, and we're jumping different points in the movie, this is not in any sequential order. Oh, of course not. Um, uh, but at one point in the movie, John, uh, <laughs> I can still call you John, but John goes to Diane's house and um he's there with her brother and he's sad and drunk about something his wife don't... his wife kicked them out his, they were separated at that point <laughs> i didn't care <laughs> i was just he's sad and the, it seemed like the only person who cared that he was kicked out was john mm-hmm. and he was there for him mm-hmm. diane did not care she just was like oh mr cusack oh, is here she <laughs> when, when he told her or the brother told her like oh yeah i don't even know her fucking name jenny let's call her jenny jenny kicked both of us out he's talking about him and his dog mm-hmm. he kicked both of us out she goes you'll get over it yeah and i was like all right i'm like is this justice because he was not supportive for your failed marriage so you're just like whatever your turn now but i don't know because i don't know these characters I just, I don't know. Yeah, I knew more about that dog that he had than him. And that's my biggest issue with this movie. They call this movie Must Love Dogs and Not Nearly Enough Dog. Oh, no. No, no, no. 
Because, like, that was, like, one of my biggest notes in all capitals. Like, where the fuck are the dogs? There's two yeah. of them. Yeah. And they're and not even really... belonging to the main characters. And the only really prominently featured dog is the dog on the poster. John Cusack brought a dog to their first meeting, which we'll talk about that later. But John brought a dog to their meeting, and we never see the dog again. I get it was a rental dog from his friend. It was his, his. So Jake's Jake literally has no one around him. He has no family. He has no like. There's no one around him except for one person who's this lawyer, who's yeah. this crazy ass dumbass lawyer. The only thing in Jake's life is is there's Jake, his shitty lawyer friend, uh, his boat, mm-hmm. Jake's uh, friend's dog, and that's it. And the Ramon shirt that he just wears. <laughs> Throughout this movie, he just Throughout this whole movie, he, that's all he has. Yeah. And so that was, like, troubling to me in terms of, like, how everything kind of is a lie in this movie. And I get that maybe it's trying to say something about, like, the profiles you make on online dating. Uh-huh. Because it's like, okay, her profile is not created by her. It's not her current picture. There's nothing in that bio. And then she doesn't own a dog. Right? Yeah. And there, you, you don't even get to see Cusack's profile. Or yeah, Jake's the, profile. we just know that the lawyer made it, right? Yeah, the lawyer made it. Yeah. So, like, everyone here is not of their own agency. Mm-hmm. Or uh, not everyone. Sorry, I don't mean that. The two main characters are not of their own everyone. agency. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's, it's, is it trying to be, like, a social commentary about, like, the rise of this, like, impersonal type of dating or the the idea of, like, this impersonal, Right. I see the only re- like we talked about Bob, which is this other character. We are no, everywhere in this movie. No, we, we no out like before we were recording. Bob, oh, okay. the fucking like, the third guy. Oh, Who the fuck is Bob oh, now? One. The yeah, one handsome. that actually had the meat cute, the good meat cute. Yeah, so okay, okay. that's my thing. The there's no good meat cute in this movie. No, he had a good one. Bob? Yeah. He to, when he picks up his uh his kid. Yeah, it's this very cute little. I mean, they already knew each other. Okay, okay. I guess that's not yeah. enough. Never mind. It's, it's it's okay, but like, there's no real big meet cute, and I don't know. Um, the meet cute for the main character, especially after the movie opens with just people giving bad dating advice where to meet people. So you think oh. they're building to this epic meet cute, and then they're. About that. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you go to the grocery store, they're not depends on what aisle. Those people aren't connected to the movie at all, right? They don't show up in the movie? I don't think so. Well, again, it could be forgettable white faces, but I don't think they showed up again. <laughs> God. Because it's, yeah, it's like bad advice, right? It's bad ad- Well, some of it, no, all of it. I'm trying to think because one of them is just like, um, if you the best place to meet guys is at the grocery store because depending on what aisle they're in, it says a lot about them. Um, she had a thing of like, oh, if they have a list, they're taken, so move on, right? I remember mm-hmm. that part. And yeah. then, how many then people? S- how many people were there? There's like four people. Oh God, I totally do not remember that shit. I don't know, but I just know most of them were bad. There was that one woman who was stupid. She's. <laughs> 
this was so problematic for me. She's all, the best place is like the hardware store. Oh, yeah. Where she just goes up to someone and, and asks, like, she's all, pretend you're drunk, number one. Yeah. And then say, hey, how do I, how do I find someone who can help me get nailed? I mean, who can help me buy nails? And then she's like, yeah, so you say that to show that you're, like, sexually open? Yeah. Like a worst Whatever. However the worst way she could phrase and then, it. And then she says, also, say that you're drunk so that way he, he'll feel like he's okay with taking advantage of you or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, wow. That's... <laughs> I do remember that. I have it in my notes. I was like, oh, no, bitch. <laughs> None of this is good. Um, so, so, yeah. So from that, we're just like, all right, they're setting us up for a really great meet cute. No, nope, yeah, they follow it, that trend of bad meet cutes because. Well, the opening was very kind of reminiscent of when Harry met Sally, right? So we're expecting mm-hmm. something like that. Or at least mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's trying to pay homage or at least like acknowledge that rom-com right of when harry met sally yeah but then like you said bad meat cutes yeah they weren't fun there was no there was no like oh i accidentally took your scarf or some shit like that i don't know meat cutes i don't know how to do a meat cute but (laughs) (laughs) it's what's a good meat cute john a good meat cute is you're an uber driver an uber (laughs) eats driver (laughs) And then you're going to make the same delivery fifth time this week. And then you notice another Priya showing up holding a pizza. You're holding beer. You're like, man, this guy orders beer and pizza all the time. And then they start talking. And then out comes drunk, chubby little me. And I'm like, is my beer and pizza here? (laughs) And then they hang out. Boom. That's a meet cute. You're welcome, universe. Okay. Okay. So then we have, well, if, okay, so Bobby is like the hunk of the movie. He's the standard rom-com pretty face, yeah. right? What other things has he been in? I know he was a guest star on Friends, <laughs> I think. And then I'm on his IMDb. He was on the wedding, he was in The Wedding Date, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, he works a lot, just a lot of stuff that I don't know. Was he what? was he the the guy getting married in my best friend's wedding? I didn't like, see the it. The best friend. Oh, dude. Okay. He's in the wedding date. My best friend's wedding. He's in a lot of wedding movies. Okay. Because I wonder I, if if he was the guy or if he was the gay guy. But I've seen him somewhere else, and he he's always like the pretty boy. Very familiar face. Yeah. Um, but it it. I didn't realize, like, because when we were talking about this movie before, we were talking, like, I was, like, I didn't understand why this character was here aside from just being (laughs) conflict. I was like, at one point in this movie, things are going great. It seems like they both know what they want, and that's each other. But there's this one character who's lingering. And I was like, why is he there aside to start shit uh, 45 minutes later? And right on cue, 45 minutes later, shit gets bad because of Bob. Fucking Bob. And I didn't so, realize it until now. And that's when you mentioned it. It's just like the dishonesty in creating this this lie or this image. And it's, I think it's um, people 
especially for this movie, you're just like, oh, people are going to lie because it's this new scary platform for dating and it's online dating and people are going to lie. Yeah. But then here's Bob who you know is lying, but you still take it at face value because it's in person. <laughs> but you, you know no. he's full of shit. Yeah. No, he's immediate. Okay. So Bob is the, so. The, if, the parent. Yeah. So of... her name is a teacher in a preschool. And those kids do not look four years old. Those children, like one was straight up 10 years old. Like Bob's child, who's supposed to be in preschool, is a 10-year-old child. These are the same kids from Kindergarten Cop from a few years ago. (laughs) Same (laughs) class, same actors. They've aged naturally, but they brought them all back to be kids for this movie. So it's it's just like, okay, so he's the most mature. He's saying all these things. And then he describes his father. Oh, so he says, like, you know, kids are blunt as fuck. So they're all going to talk about, like, their parents' stuff, right? And yeah. so he says, yes, my parents are taking it apart for a while or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, They're basically on the verge of divorce. And he says, yeah, it's because my mom says my dad is incorrigible and they're like oh that's a cool word word what do you think it means he goes it's it means he loves he likes other women yeah so immediately off the bat even before you meet bobby you know he's a playboy yeah but like, he's a handsome playboy like it's he a is. handsome play like it wasn't even a twist right in the first act <laughs> they let us know what he's about it yeah. wasn't a third act spo- like surprise where you're like oh the narrator from fight club is brad pitt and edward norton's the same character spoilers <laughs> so i don't know what the big surprise is <laughs> do we have to have a surprise in this like no it was- so it was also Maybe it was supposed to be predictable. I guess, but it just made me mad. <laughs> so, yeah. So the first, what, hour of the movie is just the will they, won't they between, like, Sarah and Jake. And all these things, all these things kind of push, like, separate them in a way, yeah. right? So, like, they ha- they have a, like, the, it's not the best first date but it's not a real first date because it's like oh let's meet at the dog park with dogs that aren't ours and they immediately yeah. confess that none of those dogs belong right yeah. but she gets angry about that yeah. when he pulls when he calls her out on it yeah because he and i oh man i didn't even realize that he calls her on her bullshit mm-hmm you meet like within the first date of just like oh so you don't use an updated picture mm-hmm. you don't own your own dog you're not voluptuous yeah like, <laughs> you're none of these things you said in the bio and he's like don't you feel that's cheating or something mm-hmm. and then she gets offended yeah. she's just like like good day sir <laughs> yeah and i was like no he basically called you out for catfishing yeah and she gets so mad, and she's like, oh, "But you know, like you, I, I'm like her little hissy, yeah. whatever way." And just like kind of I didn't make that profile. Yeah. You're like, "All right, well, you went along with it." Yeah, and it's like, okay, cool, but like none of none of this is true. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know? And then she gets mad about it too because she's just like, well, don't you have to? Because he's borrowing his friend's dog. He's like, don't you have to like bring back your rent a dog? Yeah. And it's like, bitch, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. So, like, from that terrible meet cute or first date, I don't buy that there'd be a spark. Like, there was no spark there. Did you did you think there was chemistry between John and Diane? No. Even though I know John is trying to, or John, Jake, is doing, you know, and I, I when, when Jake showed up on screen for the first time, I felt myself grinning because I was like, oh, this is how I like my Cusack. I like my Cusack, you know, on the verge of, like, breakup or, like, on the verge of, like, self-discovery type of, like, bumbling, honest heart heartbroken, honest Cusack. And he even, he he talks about that in the Mm -hmm. first meeting. Like, he's very on, he's fucking very honest because he calls her out on that stuff. And he's trying to say, like, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just I notice these things. Mm -hmm. Very, very Lloyd. Yeah. Where everyone else she went on on a date before that, like, didn't care. And was also lying (laughs) on their profile. So, like, they knew that this was all fake. Mm-hmm. versus like him who is like no i'm trying to make a real connection with you and i just i'm trying to come up with conversation and this is my idea of small talk yeah and <laughs> which I, thought, I was like oh my god and i just love that bumbling and i love the honesty and i love the delivery of it yeah i definitely didn't think they have chemistry like i honestly like after that i was like i'm okay if they never meet and we just get two parallel stories yeah, with her just like, and then John made boats for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. And then the third act, they meet because her dad wants to buy the boat. They yeah. say they say hello, and they're like, that's it. Oh, maybe <laughs> that's the thing. Maybe, I, I think you kind of were talking about that before we started recording was this idea of like, they should have had more time apart. Yeah. To come back, right? Because, I mean, the structure for the movie is now is... It seemed like they met very late in the movie. They did. So things were going, like, so they were apart for a big chunk of the opening. And then they meet. They're chasing to be, to, they're fighting to be together. And then shit gets bad soon after. Fighting to be, I don't think, I mean, maybe he was doing some things of, like, he couldn't get her out of his head. Yeah. But she was like, eh, it was a horror, it wasn't good. Yeah. So, and- like. And That's I, the thing. You you're me from last week. You're, you're like, I just want Edgar I just wanted to like it. I just wanted romantic Cusack. But then we didn't. Like all we got was just this movie about people lying about their identity, just like Kaiser like Kaiser Soze in uh The Usual Suspect, which spoiler alert, it's Kevin Spacey. I was wondering when that was going to come up because I I kind of wanted to bring that up in a way. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, I was like, how yeah. do I bring that up? But like, it's not this movie. But you made it. You made it happen. <laughs> I made it. I yeah. did it. They were creating stories with the things around them. <laughs> oh my god! There's a boat on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Another thing we talked about is how 
we we touched on it earlier is like we didn't really like the supporting characters but we did eventually like the dad oh he was just he was very cute because his <laughs> his big thing is like he was dating different women yeah so his multiple women so the at mom, the same time the mom at this point had passed many years yeah right and so he was he was alone and it, and and the the way you find out that he's starting to date again this is i thought it was cute but also the more that i thought about it i was like oh it's kind of easy is that he oh no no she answers an ad in the paper the classifieds mm-hmm. yeah like the print newspaper the classifieds where it says come to this cafe i'm going to have a red rose on the table you know, like those, yeah. I'm going to wear this hat and you're going to wear this scarf and we'll see yeah. each other. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So Sarah goes and then the guy with the rose is her father. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's kind of, you know, like I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. At first I thought it was intentional or it's like, I just wanted your first date back to be oh. a good one. You know, it's like with a gentleman. And I just want to remind you what a good date with a gentleman is. And then they have like, it was planned. Oh, Nope. Dad's just like, I'm here for multiple dates. Are you done yet? Give me my rose back. I have a four o'clock date. Like, oh, "Oh, he's dating as well. And he was, he wasn't creeped out by it, which I thought was like, oh, fun. But it was just like, oh, you're getting out there. I'm so proud of you. Like getting, getting back into the dating scene because you've Mm -hmm. been so sad. And then she's she's like uh, she's like offended and angry and grossed out. And then like and then she's like, can I at least take the rose? And he goes, no, because I have another date. And she's angry. She's like angry that he has another date. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's that's how it works, though. Yeah. So eventually, like what happens is that he starts dating three women at a time. And there's a main girlfriend that they kind of focus on who is Stockard Stockard Channing's. I think that's her name. She was um Rizzo in Greece. I'm bad with names. I don't and even know. <laughs> she, uh, in in the movie she's called Dolly. And so Dolly is this is like the main girl is like girlfriend number one. Mm-hmm. And she meets the family early on and they connect. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so like he's she's and she kind of reveal Dolly reveals to Sarah's character like, oh yeah, I'm on all these other dating sites as well. You got to be able to play the game to find the one, right? Yeah. And so again, everyone's just lying to each other, but she genuinely feels something for the father. And you know, two thirds of the movie or an hour of the movie, you think the dad's just gross because he's dating three women at the same time, which, yeah. you know. Polly exists and that's cool yeah the way that they played it up was like everyone was very disappointed or grossed out or confused or whatever right yeah and then he has a moment right like at a dinner I I think it was just them two after dinner and then she was calling him out on it Mm -hmm. where she was just like I don't remember what she said but she was like really going after him and this is when she was dating a lot of people as well Right? Yeah. This is when she, yeah, so she's like simultaneously dating people. At this point, is she with Bobby? Or has she been with Bobby? Nah. Uh, that Bobby? whole chunk of the movie's a blur to me. Okay. But we'll say yes. 
she's also quasi entertaining a relationship with Bobby. She's seeing other men. She's already rejected Cusack. Or things. Uh, there was an there was an entanglement with Cusack. <laughs> we'll go back to that after the dad stuff, but there was an entanglement there. Um, yeah, so there was an entanglement there with Cusack, but at this point, she's calling stuff out with her dad, um, and he's like, "Are you talking about my stuff still?" Because I'm confused. And then I guess she realized she was project- projecting some of her stuff, and then the dad had a a, a pretty a pretty beautiful reaction or a line in response to like him dating all of these people. And uh, you have that note, right? Cause I, I, I don't have that note. <laughs> what he said exactly. Oh fuck. <laughs> do you? I do. Oh, he, he expresses that in his, in his lifetime, he's already had the love of his life. Right. Cause- the mom right mm-hmm. and like at this point nothing will ever compare to that i will never get that love that kind of love again so i'm just doing what i can to pass the days so i don't remember what i had something yeah. like that but he has this beautiful line where he says so i'm just tap dancing as fast as i can so i don't remember the pain of what i've lost Oof. And like, oh, right. That gets you. That gets you. Oof, right. Because like before, before they had that moment um, with Sarah and her dad, Sarah had a moment with girlfriend number one, Dolly, where she mm-hmm. was just like, why do you let him do this? Mm-hmm. And Dolly just says, you know, when someone's in so much pain and if you can make them feel better, you make them feel better. That's what it yeah. means to care about someone, or something like that. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't understand what she says. You're like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. And then it's, and, and then he drops that, and, and you're like, that. yeah. And okay. so, like, it's such a like at that moment, you're like, whoa, the dad is the most rounded out character. Yep. Here and there's like a really there was like another awesome moment that that was with the dad that I thought was pretty cool was that they have another this movie is just full of like big parties for some mm-hmm. reason and so they have another big party where I think they're celebrating someone's confirmation or something yeah. and it's it, he has the three girlfriends there and everyone's everyone's kind of focusing on Sarah and trying to set her up with somebody and blah, 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 blah. And then like the dad makes a speech about what's his name being like this nephew cousin mm-hmm. being confirmed. Right. Yeah. And he says something like, let me, let me honor this occasion with poetry. And then he fucking says, um, he says a poem by Yates called Brown Penny, which is talking about loving, falling in love with someone, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it was a very beautiful poem and, and it was beautifully delivered. And I was just like, dude, if we could just randomly start doing poetry at parties, I'm down for that. 
Yeah, I was like, why do I not live in that world? <laughs> like it was a be- it was beautiful, and I think, and it's supposed to like stir up something in Diane to be like, I'm allowed to love again. Which also that reminds me of that one. Did you have an accent soundtrack. No. <laughs> It feels like people should have the accents accents in this fucking movie. This movie, dad, like, I don't know the actor's real accent, but he kind of phases in and out of a like a light Irish accent. Yeah, right. And so he's part time. He's <laughs> part time Irish. Part time Irish. But um, so it was like, oh okay. And and there's just there's. The, I think like the brown the brown penny makes it feel like you're falling in love with someone you're, you're that people are telling you not to fall in love with or that you're not you're not actively choosing to fall in love with but you just are emotionally falling in love with or something and so it stirs something up in Diana and or Diane and in <laughs> Sarah where she's like oh maybe I can go you know try again with with Jake or something yeah and it's it's like everyone else is helping her with her love life and she's not taking active control which again is like a thing in rom-coms right like everyone has to figure out your love life first before you can figure it out for yourself yeah but i feel like she's such a passive such a passive person in terms of like what she wants i just think she's an interesting (laughs) character because, and I get it. She just she does have a moment where she says like, she doesn't feel like she's allowed to have another relationship because the the relationship she had that was supposed to last last failed. So yeah. she doesn't feel like she gets she should have a, a she deserves a second chance. Yeah, or multiple chances or something like that. Which again, sad girl, sad girl rom com. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel that. <laughs> but I there's. Feel that. There's so many things of like, oh, her dad is so cool all of a sudden. Like he turns and he becomes like the coolest character. Yeah. At one point he he meets like John Cusack's character, not John Cusack, but John Cusack's character. And they're just talking about the boat that he made. And you're like, cool. You know? And at that point I was like, he's never going to get with Diane. He's just going to do what he can to pass his days. And he's just going to build a bunch of boats. Yeah. But no, I, that's not what the, they went with. Good. This was a movie where I was like, oh, I don't kind of, I, I kind of don't want, I, I absolutely don't want them to end up together at the end. Mm-hmm. Especially if they end up the way that they did, where they just go to grocery stores making out in front of butchers, uh, which it was a that was kind of horrible. But the one, the one scene that I really, like, really fucking hit that rom com heart punch for me was when, <laughs> was when, um. Things are going pretty well for John and Diane. He goes to her house. He's her brother's there, like we mentioned earlier. He's heartbroken. He's drunk. Yeah. John was hanging out with him. He was comforting him. Yeah. And then John's asking her out another time after making sure she's okay. And then uh, he's like, "I want you. I want to go rowing with you this weekend." Um, and then she tells her tells him that he doesn't. She doesn't know how to row, so he starts teaching her how to row in the middle of her kitchen. Very but cute. smooth, smooth John, very cute, but very smooth John starts pulling his moves. You start, you you think they're about to like he got a neck kiss. Rowing. He got a like, neck kiss from rowing. Take good. note, gentlemen. It's Learn good. how to row so you can tell people that you're going <laughs> to teach them how to row. 
<laughs> but don't do that. That's kind of creepy if you do do it outside of the context of like how you're, you're like, just yeah. be good about it. Don't be weird. <laughs> but yeah. in the movie, <laughs> movie, he they they start doing his thing, and then he he decides the drunk brother falls over. He's like, I'll take him home. I'll no, I'll, no, no, I'll I'll be no, no, back. No. It's not I'll take him home because she has this giant ass house. Yeah. It's it's oh, what's her name? What's her we made up and I wanna go home now. And like oh, dude okay. is blackout drunk. He goes, right. I, I can go home but the dog can't. And then and then everyone's like, Oh no, 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 you should stay here. You're not yeah. going anywhere. And he goes, No, but I wanna go home. And John, the gentleman that he is, is like, I'm. I'll take him home, and then I'll come right back. And then Diane, just like I thought, we were gonna row, which <laughs> meant fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I'll be back in fifteen twenty seconds. Just stay right there. Yeah, and it and she's she's getting herself ready. She's getting the atmosphere ready. She's like she's like okay, you know what? It's gonna be better this time. Like we're gonna be awesome because their first time trying to have sex was a disaster. Yeah, um, they drove around the city trying to find condoms because he didn't bring any because he didn't want to jinx it. Yeah, and she doesn't have any because why the hell should she have to do the birth control shit when she's not with somebody? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, so they, okay, so they go around to seven, eight, a billion different a, places. A lot. That one didn't have any condoms or two were closed and then by the time he did find condoms you don't care and she's also yeah. sleeping so yeah. they so they decide not to fuck row but the thing is what really got me is after he brought her home after the 3 hour search for one condom he goes into the house with her still yeah like why? Why the fuck? Why are you there? Just decide to, to, to exchange dialogue like it says in the script. Why? <laughs> why? So that's their just that's their second date. Yeah. The failed the, the failed sex. Yeah. And so here's the the third time they've met up. Yeah. Is it's not even a meetup. It's something it's just a pop up to her house to check on her. Check on her because. The scene before was like, oh, she had. There's to, an emergency. She had to go help girlfriend number one with a a boy trouble or whatever. It was something stupid. Yeah. And so, the brother is drunkenly in front of the house, and Cusack is also there talking to the drunk brother. So at that point, I think that those two know each other more than Cusack and Diane. Yeah, Diane do. Yeah. So. Like, he just does a pop-up or a pop-in. It's not a scheduled date. It's not even, like, a pre-warned date. It's just I wanted to see if you were okay because you weren't answering the phone, which, mm -hmm. okay, sure. He And then he leaves. Yeah. He leaves, and then he comes back with the drunk brother who, spoiler alert, passes out because he's so drunk. So and drunk. Tell him where he lives. So he's literally carrying this passed out grown man on his shoulder. Meanwhile, Bob randomly shows up, kisses Diane, and he's just like, I'm here because she left her wallet at my place. 
Which we already know that Bob is a fuck or not Bob, sorry. Bobby is a yeah. fuckboy. Yeah. And the whole reason that her wallet is left at his house is because she caught him with another lady. With yeah. With, with her co-worker. coworker. Yeah. Oh. Younger, blonder coworker. Which, by the way, you know, in the world of rom-coms, coincidences are key, right? So, girlfriend number one lives in a trailer park. Who also is a neighbor to this, to Bobby, who is a newly divorced parent. Yeah. So, he lives in this trailer park as well. Yeah. So, then, any time that she goes over to Dolly's place, Bob's going to be there. So and he's literally did, like right next door. Literally there. So she has this idea of like, oh, I'm going to claim whatever and go say hi to Bob at the middle of the night. And lo and behold, he has a young girl over. So she freaks yeah. out. Yeah. And then that's when she goes home, finds Cusack. The brother thing happens. And then, okay, so that's Cusack is pop-up number one. Bobby is pop-up number two. And he comes in to give the wall. Okay, not... <laughs> is not even asked inside he just walks inside hands yep. her the wallet and she's trying to say something and he forcibly kisses her what like, i love about the blocking of the scene is that awkward and in, like invasive kiss happens at the front of the door a front of the house at the front door the front of the house the front yeah. of the house where everyone goes into a house yes and then john cusack like a ninja shows up in the back inside the house holding the brother i was like how'd you get in there that's i think that's the whole thing too is like how many openings does this fucking house have because that's two and then later on the movie you see the dad come in through another opening where a door doesn't exist. Your house doesn't have three front doors, Grace. I don't understand how, how houses are made. This is like the full house house with like the rent, like multiple staircases to nowhere, right? Like this is just. So I was like, okay, how many? Because then and we see this multiply with her house. People just show up like her sister shows up randomly. Mm -hmm. We don't know how she got into the house. The dad shows up and just goes in. So there's just all these pop-ups. Yeah. There's all these pop-ups. And so fuck boy Bobby. Yeah. And 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 sad girl Sarah. Awkward ass forced kiss in the front of the house. While John Cusack is just Broken there holding. hearted Jake. On the mend of finding someone that he thinks he can have a relationship with, sees this happening while he's literally holding her passed out brother. Yeah. Sad, sad, sad Cusack. <laughs> and then he's he he's like, I'm gonna go. Yeah. And she's like, No, wait. And he's like, No, I should go. It's like, I'm gonna go. And then yeah. I don't know where the fuck Bobby just disappears to. The brother at that point, like Cusack's like, I need to leave. I'm yeah, not like, gonna put your brother on the, the sofa. I'm yeah. gonna put him on the stairs and <laughs> try to he's figure like, out how the fuck to get out of here. But to be fair, he was still like, All right, we're sitting down, buddy. Yeah, he was very sweet about it. Yeah. So but he didn't want to go into the living room where they were kissing. Yeah. He was like, I'll I'll come in, I'll I'll exit in which I came. <laughs> So he leaves 
she leaves and she does the chase and she's like, no, you don't understand. What did this like did Bobby? That was Bobby. Like la 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 la. And then Cusack says this really like heart wrenching thing. Yeah. And the and oh God. he he says you you don't owe me anything. Yeah. I don't need an explanation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Just, it's like that moment in The Simpsons where you can physically see his heart break. Yeah. He's like, you don't you don't owe me anything. And I was like, oh, that's such a, that's. <sighs> see, like, that's such a good moment. And it was like, at that moment, I was like, I don't connect with anyone in this movie. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, connect with John Cusack again. Just. <laughs> A lot more tears when it happened to me. <laughs> but, you know, it's... <laughs> it was a good scene. It was a... Uh... It was a good scene. And then that's kind of the turn in the movie where you're just like, oh, okay, now I don't care. Yeah, everything else after that. Um, yeah, because all like, of a sudden everybody decides to hoe. Yeah, except John where he's just like, I'm not selling my boat. This is for water. And he gets really sad boys, sad boy sad. And they were like, all right, tell that dude I'll sell my fucking boat. I'm like, did you need money, John? <laughs> like, so, you did it before. So Sarah's character is like, fuck it, love doesn't exist or whatever. And she's like, I'm a hoe out. She starts, like, creating all these different profiles on different dating sites. And it's like going on these really weird dates. And, like, she takes on a character every time she goes on a date. And Cusack, Cusack's character, or Jake, has a similar thing where he's like, Call up all the women you know. Call up every po- uh, polysexual. Like, I want to date every day until Christmas. Yeah. Right? He goes on one date. <laughs> realizes he's good. And his big thing is like, I'm going to sell my boat. <laughs> like, what? He goes on one date that was kind of just a weird date. That was it. I'm like, nope. No sexy like, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, you don't get to see him hoe out. You see her hoe out. Which also yeah. I was really mad about her hoe phase because she knows what she's doing. And then she chooses to go on a weekend getaway with Bobby. Fuck yeah, Bobby. so after all that happened with Bobby, she still goes out with Bobby. They have a weekend getaway. It's not a date. It's a fucking weekend. It's a fuck weekend. Yeah. So, like... And, you know, Bobby throughout this, like, he's the hunk in the beginning, the hunk single dad, and then you see him in the trailer park, and you're like, oh, he's kind of, like, the deadbeat, like, kind of looking a little shabby, and then all of a sudden he looks like a goddamn professor with, like, a fucking black turtleneck and a tan jacket and, like, these glasses, and he looks all refined. He has a a convertible, and he's taking her away on this weekend, and, of course, they fuck. And then in the morning, she the whole movie, she's like, I just want a Sunday morning where we can have breakfast, where I can have breakfast with someone who cares about me. And no, 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 no. Right. And so Sunday morning comes and he's like, oh, shit, we got to go because I got yeah. a baseball game. Pack your shit. Eat your bagel on the road. We yeah, gotta like, go. let's, bring, let's, br- let's bring up the food. And so the whole yeah. time she's angry on the drive home. Yeah. She's just quiet and angry and like doing that like brooding ass thing. And then he's all, okay, I had a great time. We can do this again, maybe. And she kind of is just like, yeah, whatever. And he goes, hey, are you mad at me? And she goes, no, I'm mad at myself. And then he's, she's very clearly mad at him for doing exactly what she knew he was going to do. Yeah. 
and, and then she broke his fucking glasses. <laughs> his glasses, which as a glasses wearer drives me. I'm like, oh, bitch. These are expensive. $100. I'm going to kill your ass right now. Yeah. It's so bad. But she, oh I don't God. Like that anger is not deserved for her. I'm like, you don't get to, you don't get to say you're angry right now. Cause you knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah. You know, and you knew from the start, the get, you got yeah. the information from his son that he was a womanizer. Yeah. You knew what he was about. Meanwhile, you're doing the same thing, but you're exactly. playing a character online. Come on. She was, she was doing her fuck girl moment. In a, in a yeah. And had the audacity to be mad so, at him. Exactly. So at this point, I'm like, no, I don't want them to get together. I don't, you don't deserve to be with Jake, not from State Farm. <laughs> no, I don't want it. No. But it, it's, no. It's, it's very angry. And then the whole time she's like, oh, how do I win? How do I win? What's his name? Or she, she kind of does her, okay. So she goes into her, like, N- I don't deserve love doesn't exist blah 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 and she calls her she calls her um gay best friend Mm -hmm. and it and at this point i like to say that this this part of the rom-com is the gays save the day Mm. because you have this loving gay relationship and they're come they're coming in with wine and saying girl we need to do this and we need to have a girls night and blah 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 and they're like, let's go get manicures. So yeah. they go get manicures. And I'm just like, yeah, because that's going to make everything better. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. Whatever. She needs her girls night out with her gay bed. a distraction. Yeah. And again, this is like an hour and 15 minutes in the movie. We have 15 minutes left. This is like the first time you really see the gay best friends. Yeah. They don't leave. Again, nothing is is even like there's like no kernel of an idea in the beginning of these movie so when like things pop up it's a complete surprise like her gay best friends where the fuck they come from yeah well i think they popped up early one of them at least not as a couple but one of them where she was just like you and uh i forgot names they're like you are like my example of love or something oh is that in the beginning at the fucking school or whatever or something yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that pops up very briefly. So there you're just like, okay, uh, why? And sure. then they eventually come back. But you're like, again, if they would have shown them more, you would be like, all right, this and is I- why they're an example of love, as opposed to they're important, they're good at love. Now they go get manicures. You're like, what? I'm Who's like, this? oh, you just, I'm all, oh, it's 2005 and you need to have queer representation. Great job, guys. Yeah. But it was. And that's the moment where, like, she 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 sees John on his one date of his whole phase, and she's yeah. just like, oh, "Okay, hey, I've been thinking about you." Sees this girl and is like, "Well, but it looks like you're doing great, so I'm gonna go back and be sad." And he's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then he goes back, and but... <laughs> and then that's it. That's, that's the it. Date. No, see, but then again, like, say, let's all right. Like, so this is her in, like, her fuck girl phase, right? Yep. So she sees um, a dude who is pretty heartbroken about her. And she's heartbroken now. So she goes up and she's like, hey, I've been thinking about you. 
like that's still kind of a fuck girl move, right? You're just like, hey, the one all along, and I just wasn't there to see it. Of course, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, at that point, I was like, no, (laughs) go on your movie date, John. (laughs) You pretend you're having a great time with that person who doesn't enjoy your favorite movie. Just pretend, pretend it's a great date. That's right. So he brought this girl who is just dumb. She's just dumb. She's a dumb girl. And um, to his favorite movie, which is Dr. Zhivago. Yes. Let's say yes. And from the beginning, he's been talking about Dr. Zhivago and like his roommate keeps making fun of him because he sees this sad movie over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden... Sarah goes, oh, I love that movie. I watch it all the time. I'm like, when? You haven't done that at all in this movie. I don't remember that shit. Yeah, stop lying. What are you talking That's about? like what fuck, fuck boys and fuck girls say. I love that movie too. We should go watch it. Chill in my place. Lies! <laughs> but that's the thing that cements it for John of like, oh, this is the long lost love that I never had was because they liked the same movie. <laughs> I understand. I get that. But it's like, oh, it's not an earned revelation. Yeah. Like, it's like, she doesn't like anything else. She doesn't like boats on the water. She doesn't like all these things. Like, you like, I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't buy their connection. Like, (sighs) what's the, like, what do they connect about aside from that movie? I don't know. Awkwardness? I don't know. Like, there was no spark there. There wasn't, and the fourth spark was just, I don't know. And then when they end up at the end, they end up together, and you're just like, oh. And they both have their dogs. Those yeah. dogs. Like, she she has to keep the dog, because that's apparently the only way that her brother and wife will stay together, is if they don't have the giant-ass Newfoundland dog. And then he, does he have the little dog? He has the little dog. I don't, I, I don't you, remember. You don't care, honest. at this point. Yeah. So the, Spoiler alert, they end up together and it's just a bad idea. And like all of it felt rushed. It felt like, yeah, oh shit, we have how much time left in this movie? And it like, it, it like kind of like how this whole movie's built. They had like these bullet points where they knew how, where, how and where these characters are supposed to be at a certain time or what, what moments they have to hit. They're like, oh, we have to do a rom-com chase. So she, like he's on his boat that he made and she just jo- joins another rowing boat with her dog that just to meet him in the ocean jumps out of the boat to meet him dog jumps out and you're just like what is happening so like all all these moments aren't earned it's just like oh they have to have this they have to do this it felt like the end of episode three we're like oh shit we have how much time all right anakin loses his legs the droids get their mind wiped yoda goes into hiding ben goes to tatooine cool end of movie you know you're just like <laughs> oh yeah why? How, how, the how, twins how? and they die and just it's just like it's all of a sudden in the last five minutes everything has to get wrapped up and you're like wait yeah how where where where, where are they in episode four cool let's get them there let's wrap this shit up i'll see you guys in 20 years yeah <laughs> so it's none of it felt earned it was very eh. like i like i said uh it felt like it tried to like there's parallels between say anything yeah just a less good version of it yeah um for the rom-coms that i like we talked about that it should have like a certain 
it should have a good soundtrack. So once you're feel if you when you're really feeling it, you feel that soundtrack. You can listen to it. There was, feel those emotions. There was. Yeah, the, no, what was it? Like it was kind of a a beat soundtrack. There was that one song though. The fuck is it called? The first, um, the first cut. cut. The deepest. Like, yeah, right when that called? played, a few minutes later, you messaged me just that song, and I was like, okay, movie. <laughs> And then I think after that they blew their 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 budget for a soundtrack because there's like no music after that. Because yeah. it was like, oh, okay, we got we're gonna do this this soundtrack of breakup. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, let's, let's get ready. I have my Shazam queued up. Let's get fucking sad. <laughs> and that was it. No. Yeah, yeah. that was I, it. I wanted it to have like, and soundtrack. it's just when you watch a rom com. Like you, like for me, when I, I I'm feeling a certain way, I and I like I want to watch a rom com. I'll I'll watch a rom com that makes me feel those certain ways, or is complementary to how I feel. Mm. You know, like this isn't one like one that I will ever play. You know, <laughs> like if like even say I go through a terrible divorce somewhere in the multiverse, I'm <laughs> I'm never gonna be like you know what, I'm going through a divorce. I should watch a divorce movie. No. I'm not gonna watch this movie. I watch like High Fidelity because I'm like that movie's about breakups. You know, it. What are good divorce movies? I think Mrs. Doubtfire was a good divorce movie. Yeah. You don't think so? Well, I don't think that's about divorce. No, movie. I, 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 I know, I, but it's like, oh, it's not about them, him trying to get back with her. But the kids. It's about the kids, and I, yeah. I was like happy that the divorce was still a divorce. You know. Yeah. I don't know. She broke up with James Bond in that movie, right? Because he was terrible. <laughs> they didn't work out, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, she just was having remember. her. He was like, she was just like, I just want to fuck boy. Yeah, she's like, I just want to fuck James Bond. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. But no, they didn't end up together either, which I liked. Yeah. I mean, huh. well, I mean, no, I don't. I don't think. I think for me, this movie was just something light after like a, a a heavy week for me and and heavy like i just had a lot of work so i mm-hmm. just need something that my brain didn't have to be on for and i felt like this movie was i was okay with this movie in that way i definitely feel like there were you know like me and you are connoisseurs of rom-coms and like the yeah. whole time we're like this is trying to be a rom-com but it's not quite hitting the points correctly right yeah and I do think we have to talk about things that we kind of, you know, we we do talk about like the things we liked, but I I want to really talk about like the the part in the daycare that we have to talk about where the kids are playing a game. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, what daycare? daycare. <laughs> oh yeah, your preschool, whatever. Like these children yeah. are fourteen, but <laughs> the the kids are playing a game, and the the teachers have long bamboo sticks and are hitting them rhythmically and i was like holy shit that's the tinickling that unfolded so slowly for me i was like what are they doing on the floor it took a while right yeah well the buildup of i was like are they gonna do it are they gonna hit a rhythm i was like (laughs) she's just holding bamboo sticks i was like what is she doing i was like is she just gonna say fucking chinese bamboo very strong like in rush hour two and then she just (laughs) grabs it and just starts rhythmically going i was like oh what the fuck and then she's like go ahead little 15 year old boy and then he jumps through i'm like what the fuck 
there to be the tinickling in in this in this school and like the Filipino in me just burst out. I was like, I'm so happy and they don't explain it. Yeah, I I, I love that so much where one teacher didn't just turn to the other teacher and just like look at the camera just like tinickling a traditional filipino dance where they rhythmically jump in and out of the bamboo sticks tinickling they just did it and moved on i was like awesome and they were using the music which i was like holy shit they're using the tinickling music this is amazing this is no one's saying shit about it and i'm like all right who's the dude or do or dudette in the background that was like hey i have a game for you yeah that we can put during the scene so it's not boring <laughs> yeah they're like they need something to do what can we do oh cue the f- one filipino person working on this movie right. and then you know a filipino person worked on this movie because one of the dog's name is mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> well done movie well, that's your best thing I- breaking john's cusack's heart in the living room tinickling dancing with 15 year old kindergartner kids <laughs> Well done, movie. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. There were I mean, there was other things about this movie that were they had had like you said earlier that you used the phrase it had islands of goodness, but it wasn't connected. Like there wasn't anything super like grounding, I guess, mm-hmm. in this movie that really that really connected everything together, or at least connected us to it. Right? Like mm-hmm. we were, I mean, I do connect to Diane in the sense or Sarah in the sense of like she was in this relationship and then when she got out of it she was like oh here's a new terrain of dating that I don't know how to do yeah because like online dating terrifies me dude yeah like that's something I felt like we were ready to talk about more in depth of just like <laughs> the the ocean that is called online dating because the way they portrayed online dating in this is is very uh, different like i called this sci-fi earlier because of just like the unbelievability of so many of the things of like not being able to find condoms after hitting seven places <laughs> or starting an online profile and the online profile is diane fucking lane and she has 18 messages no 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 <laughs> science fiction science fiction and also, a bunch of uncoordinated white kids and only one kid gets a bloody nose? Science True. fiction. True. Like, I don't so, know how the children still have their feet. But... Exactly. So, but, you know, um, would I watch this again? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, we, it's, uh, it, it happened. We watched it. Uh, leading into it, you said you had very low expectations because you're like, this is his last foray into rom-coms. Absolutely. I went the other way where I had pretty, not high expectations, but I expected more because it was his last rom-com. Like for me, I was just like, all right. It is, right? Huh? When did, he has other rom-coms though. Like when did Serendipity, it has to be. Where, when uh, was Serendipity? When was American Sweetheart? Mm, all right so later yeah i f- do, 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 do. let me jump onto his imdb page <laughs> how much we love cusack because we don't know when his movie yeah which is you nonsense so this is 2005 serendipity is 2001 high fidelity fidelity is 2000 
So I think this is his last rom com rom com. Right? So it, yeah. it's 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 him. So I thought it was like him getting it all out of his system where he's like, let me say everything that I have to say. Mm. Uh, or he was just like, boom, that's how you do rom-coms. I was there at the beginning. Mm. Let me close it out. Goodbye. Okay. Apparently he just wanted it out. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I'm very, I'm, I mean, it was a good rom-com. Uh, I just expected more from a John Cusack rom-com. Yeah. It had a lot of the John Cusack rom-com elements and moments that i enjoy yeah uh it just wasn't all there like going back to my barometer of how much do i think we will enjoy this movie or how highly did john cusack go into this movie believing it'll be good is by how many of his friends he has working on it yeah. or did he do a, a draft on this movie or on the script mm -hmm. uh no friends worked on it and we talked about it before we were recording where we thought this is like an early draft of the movie and maybe if they had like different different, different. what would our ideal castings be so like the the douchebag of a lawyer should have been jeremy piven yeah the um, the like the older sister of sarah should have been joan like we were the, the whole time i was like oh i wonder how this person would be better if casted by the oh yeah you know i don't know like anything about the actor but wouldn't it be great if they got the um diane court's dad from say anything to play the dad for this movie just <gasps> just like you know how kevin smith has his friends in same oh. movies just to have that guy in a, a role where he's not swindling old people because <laughs> at the i think at this point he like the dad he's the dad on fraser right and i would love the dad on fraser to be this dad <laughs> yeah so <laughs> It would have been great if uh, mm. little things here and there, but as this movie is existing in this universe at its current state, I don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah. Um, and I realized this review is kind of like backwards. Like we talked about a lot of the stuff in reverse. Maybe like we needed. We needed to do this in reverse because it was yeah. like. <sighs> Speaking of reverse, in the movie Tenet, John David Washington's character dies. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it. <laughs> 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 Offended, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I could hear so many people. I've sent so many people get mad at that one, but it's not real. I haven't seen Tenet because, because theaters are so. lies in this movie, and we lie on this podcast too. But that wasn't a lot. I haven't seen Tenet because um, yeah. theaters are still closed here in California. And why they put that in theaters, but it's cool. I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mean. I was so angry. I heard your heart pop <laughs> with rage. You're just like, you motherfucker went too far. <laughs> you don't do that, sir. Yeah. I could imagine. Of all 15 people who listen to this podcast getting to that point, ripping off, well, no one has headphones anymore, or just ripping off their headphones or whatever, and just throwing their iPhone across the room like, fucking John! <laughs> and then next week, we have a significant amount of uh, listener yeah. followers drop because they stopped listening after that. <laughs> because they didn't get to the point where I said I was just kidding. Stick but with I'm just kidding. John's just... 
John I'm just kidding. The, spoil- the spoilers, and he said we do lie. Like, don't trust us because he's not named after John Cusack. What? I'm not. <laughs> Spoiler alert for your life. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've been living a lie. <laughs> Everything I know is untrue. <laughs> So moving on to the future where I will lie to you less. Yeah. That in itself is a lie. Yep. Um, what what are we doing next episode, Chris? You want to go back a little bit? Let's do some of like 90s stuff. We could do 90s stuff. Okay. Rom-com or serious rom-com? Or no, serious let's, I, let's do something different. Not okay. a rom-com. We don't have that many rom-coms left, so we're trying to space them out. But let's, yeah. like, let's try, let's do... You want to do tape heads? Let's do tape heads. I haven't seen that. Have you? Nope. <laughs> the only no- reason I know tape heads is because I, when we were getting ready to launch this podcast, uh, I looked for John Cusack posters where I could just poorly Photoshop our faces <laughs> in. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. It already looks like it's terribly Photoshopped. So if I Photoshop our faces into it, it'll look like it was intentional. Yes. So tape heads it is. Let's talk about the movie. Which gave us our our post our cover art cover for the podcast. Art. I have no idea what this is at all. I don't know either. Uh, very excited. Back to back week. No, three weeks in a row of us not watching a, uh, watching a Cusack movie that we haven't seen previously. Mm. So let's keep very... doing that. I, I kind of like this idea of like, oh, we haven't seen anything about this. This is so stressful week to week because I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> it's fine. Tape heads is going to be fine. It's going to be good. Um, uh, any other thoughts before we close out this week, Grace? I don't know. Man, just y'all take care of yourselves. If the sky is red, stay inside. <laughs> Do what yeah. you can. Drink water. Have Wear your mask over your nose. Stuff like that. Just take care of yourselves. And if you need just a rom-com to not even think about as much as we talked about this it's i think it's worth watching once at least no i'm (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that if you guys want to clip the good parts and we'll tell you which parts to watch so like two scenes there's like maybe three definitely watch the tinickling part Okay, yeah, you well, if you're gonna watch Denickling, watch it done right. Okay. All right, if you want to watch two good rom coms by John Cusack, watch High Fidelity twice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so I I think that's it for this. Well, okay, disclaimer. As of right now, I'm sure there's more John Cusack rom-coms that we'll love. We just haven't hit it yet. But that's what this podcast is for. What? I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm kind of dying. <laughs> right. All right. So if you want to watch three good John Cusack rom-coms, watch High Fidelity twice and then Gross Point Blank. But this isn't on the list. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode, guys. Um, so next week it is Tapeheads. I don't know if it's available on any streaming service. If it is, I'll let you guys know on the social medias, uh, on the internets as one does. All right, guys. My name is John. I'm Grace. 
Remember, it's always darkest before the dawn, except if you're in California right now. Bye, guys.